Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you? This is Vincent. Hey, Vincent, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Good to talk to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see the voicemail fucking up now. <laughs> right, I'm going to try something, though, Mar, because uh, we, as as our setup is, I should be able to hang up the phone and you should still be on. If you dick disconnect, I will be calling you right back. All right? All right, bet. All right. All right. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> Is all is always that second. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta make sure. Make, right, make right. sure it's yeah. right. How are you guys doing today? We are fine. We we are we are doing well. We are doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm gonna tell you something, man. That joint y'all did with Simone, man. Both of them interviews were so dope. <laughs> uh, and I was just I was like, I had to hit Simone up, tell her about herself, man. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the first joint, like just uh, you know, y'all just talking. Y'all didn't even talk about a movie yet. Y'all just didn't shop, shop it up with it. But she got she's just a big personality. Period. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. meant to talk about the movie, but you know. <laughs> yeah, just got to talking. Yeah. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. Well, once, yeah. once she once we found out how much she was in love with Vince's Baltimore accent, it was oh, all over. Here after you that. go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The the ladies love the Maryland. <laughs> that Maryland. Yeah. That Maryland. That Maryland. Yeah. Hey, which one of y'all wives went to um uh, Howard though? Mine. Yeah, I, I my wife went there too, man. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it, everybody's wife went to Howard. Every everybody every if you're lucky. If you're lucky, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. If yep. you did what you were supposed to do. Exactly, man. It's funny because like two of my best friends, like you know, Dory and Ann, my boy, our boy Jermaine, went to high school with us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Went uh, uh, all their wives, and how my boy uh, Jermaine went to Howard, so that's where he met his wife at too. So yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So, what is the secret of what is the the special spice that is uh, makes a Howard woman? Man, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like it's the it, it's it's. It's the Mecca, you know. Yes, so yes. I, mean, I think they all come out of there with a whole lot of. Uh, I was about to say, as they don't about as, themselves, as they don't yeah. let you forget. They don't let you forget. They don't let they you don't forget. forget. My daughter's going there next year. Oh, so oh, oh that's all forget. right. Congratulations! Yeah, so they, yeah. So yeah, they they do not let you forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to homecoming? I haven't. I'm probably gonna go next year. Uh, I was trying to stick out there, but I was like, we can't even stick out there no more. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, like we got we got we got to just go now. Yeah, yeah. You can you can't sneak nowhere no more, man. I, I was I was just about to say that I'm over here talking. Like, can you can you go to homecoming? No, I can't do nothing no more. And I didn't even know. So then I was uh, for the first six weeks of Queen Sugar, I was on a play at okay. the Gaston Theater. So I didn't know. I ain't, I was like, oh, people like the show, this, that, and the other. And I'm up there you're doing a play at the Gaston. It's all a bunch of stuffy white people, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. The whole time. So then. Like, after, you know, the show was over, about week seven or something like that, you know, about week seven of uh, Queen Sugar, you know, just start going, man, I'm talking about, I couldn't go anywhere. And then when we went to Atlanta for Thanksgiving, oh it was goodness. ridiculous. Oh it was me and my wife, goodness. Dorian and Simone, and, like, we couldn't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It was oh. ridiculous. It was, 
it, it was crazy. I was like, it's like this for real? Yeah, we'll so, we'll save a little bit for the show. I know we're going to save some of that, so, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, we're recording. But, I don't but, know what y'all but, talking about. We're but, recording now. Oh, oh. Oh, Gucci. Oh, oh, I'm talking about, yeah. You know, I'm glad that we're talking now as opposed right. to like five weeks ago. Because I was feeling right. some kind of way about you and Hollywood and all of <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because like everywhere I go, everybody's talking like I'm. Mean, everybody's asking me the question like, "Yo, know, what's going on? Is it really going on all this and the other?" I'm like, "Dude, man, I can't tell you nothing." Dude, I have I have not been as emotionally invested in a fictional couple since Dwayne right. and Whitley. <laughs> <laughs> like I really was like you know because because like we'll we'll record you know my show is on Wednesday night so like I'll get home right. late. And, and you know, my wife will go to sleep, and I can't watch it on my own. Because, you know, the DVR yeah. will snitch on you. Right. <laughs> you know how it comes up and oh, says. Oh, they have to be all the time. I trust right. them, I know. So I don't even try. Yeah. So we watch right. it on Thursday. And then yeah. for, the ne- for, like, all weekend, I'm just talking, you know, I just need I just need Hollywood and Aunt Va to, to just get it right. I know, man. You know, like, I, I know, know Hollywood was doing what he was supposed to do, but. He can't let Crazy Maxine break up his his relationship. Oh boy, I know. Good God, Maxine Law Attorney, Maxine Shaw Attorney at Law. <laughs> right. I came in, pulled up, and then messed up the whole situation. Messed up the whole situation. So, <laughs> so I, I understand. I, I I completely get why you can't go anywhere because you know, you you doing yeah. it, man. You doing it on a man. show of people doing it. So that's. Yo, that's, that's, that's yeah, man. It's it, it's so dope. It's just a great experience. Like I um, I said, man, we made that show. You know, so much love that we put into making the show, and the whole cast. We love each other. We talked to each other today. We got the nomination for um, the NAACP. I saw. I was, I was just about to say congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And we got the um, African American Critics Association for Best Television Show 2016. And like you know, that was yesterday. Okay. And you know, uh, we hit everybody up, and then we all just been texting. We text each other all day, every day, man. That's all. It's right. like you know, we got four or five different threads going with different people, <laughs> like me and um, big. Tree. All the fellas got one. Me, Big Tree, uh, Timmons, who plays a basketball player. Uh, yeah, yeah, Greg, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Calvin, the cop, and then um, Dondre. You know, the, the, we call ourselves the OGs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, got, we got a thread going. It's all just all kinds of just different is going, man. But it was just it was a dope. It was a beautiful day today, man. I was like, it's really good, man. You get that recognition from your people. Hey, you know man, well earned. Well earned. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I just, I yeah. just have to, I have to share my own personal Omar Dorsey uh, anecdote. Um, I, I came home with uh, for my girlfriend. Maybe this is maybe about a month, uh, six weeks ago. Uh-huh. And there's this spot near my job that makes like the world's best chocolate chip cookie. Right? Okay. It's doing this like it's like it, this chocolate chip cookie will give you life. For real, and I always tell her about it. So I brought her home the chocolate chip cookie so that she could eat it, right? So she could try it. And when we came home, yeah. that's when we were going to binge Queen Sugar because I because I told you, remember I told yeah, you I was, yeah. I was letting them pile up so right, I could right, binge right. them all at once. So we watching the joint, we watching Queen Sugar, and she's sitting there eating the cookie, and Omar comes on to the onto the screen, and she's sitting there with cookie in her mouth. She's like, "Oh, cookie, cookie." And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, the cookies, it's all there, right? It's all there, right? She's like, no, 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 that's cookie, that's cookie. I didn't know what she was talking about. Apparently, Omar 
had this like lights out role on her other favorite show, Ray Donovan. Oh, where he played like this this some like music thug or some some junk. Like I haven't even watched the show. Right, All she right. was talking about like yeah. that's Cookie, that's Cookie. And then we now we binge. We binge uh, uh, Queen Sugar. Okay. Yeah. Now, now she's like, "That's Hollywood now. That's I Hollywood." I know. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, you know the crazy thing is this, right? So, uh, I was in uh, when I was in New York. I was working in New York a couple uh, last month, about a month, and um, a couple of my partners. I uh, we went to the game or whatever. All the white dudes were like, "Yo, Cookie, what's up, man?" Cookie, huh? <laughs> I was like, like Hollywood. I was like, I'm in a good position right now, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> I got black not, women loving me and white dudes, say, man. I'm getting that, all the money. That's not, <laughs> that is not a bad combination of love. It is not, dude. It's crazy. But it's like I was the cookie uh, uh, for about two months, and then Empire came out, and I wasn't cookie no more. <laughs> <laughs> I was that dude who was on season two of Ray Donovan after that. So oh, Karate that is funny. All the cookies. I was like, right. I'm done. She took She's all your cookies. Monster. <laughs> well. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Just because Ava told me, uh, when she, you know, because she wrote the role for me. Oh, okay. So really? She was like, uh, yeah, she, she was like, you know, she wrote it for me. She offered it to me. And she was like, yo, I want to switch the whole conversation on you because, like, everybody knows you're a tough guy and this, that, and the other. She was like, but I see the way that you are with your wife and your kids. I want to write that. Dude. I want, to see, want people to see that. Nice. Dude, part of the reason that I love Hollywood so much is he reminds me of men in my family. Like, That's the point. Like yes. he's men in my family. And like I was joking about the about the, the Maxine thing, but it like it frustrated me because that's yeah. the kind of stuff that them dudes do. Like trying to do, do right man. and then kind of mess it up, like get it all tangled up. Mm-hmm. But doing yeah. right. Like when you said my big mama would roll over in her grave if I didn't take care yep. of this, I said, this is just, like, I just... Like, I feel like this is something my pops would have did. Like, my yeah, dad man. and my uncles and my grand... You know, again, I ain't necessarily going to tell Va what's going on. Because right. I ain't necessarily trying to deal with that. But yeah. but at the same time, it's not like I got a second family tucked away somewhere and I'm being it's just that, dirty. Yeah. So, In the way that I interpreted it, it was like, um, you know, I think... Because Va and Hollywood have been together for, let's say, three, four or five years, right? Okay. Um. He probably didn't say nothing about it the first couple of months. Yep. Then there a couple months turns into six months, six months turns into a year. And it's like, well, I'm handling it. Yes. It's okay, this is being handled. Yes. This is a whole other thing. It's a, Essentially, it's another family member. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a lover, not anything like that. Right. But it's the lie by omission that will catch you every single time. A- absolutely. It will mess everything up. Absolutely. You know? so, um yeah, man, and, it, and that's a lot of things, as you know, as, as men, period, black men, because I'm, I'm no, talking about us, but we do hold things in a lot of times, and we're like, well, you know what, if, you know, if, if she won't scream, I won't holler. Right. You know, um, it's like, if, if it's just time to dark, it, may, it won't make its way to the light, but eventually it does. Yeah, you know, always. And I mean, I like the exp- the whole exploration of that. I remember when I read that script, I was like, hey, you trying to write me off the show? I'm trying to get you colors, Omar. I'm trying to get you colors. Oh my! Like, I ain't gonna be like, you was about to be Joseph Martin on that season of the Cosby Show when Lisa Bonet quit. Exactly, <laughs> with my sailor outfit on. Yeah, right, man. right. <laughs> like Martin couldn't be on the show no more because Denise wasn't exactly. on the show. I was like, oh man, she was like, no, nah, I'm just giving the colors. I'm trying to, you know, 
make it just bigger than just some lovey-dovey relationship. I want to give you guys some layers on it. Right. You know, and I was like, okay, bet. And then, you know, come, you know, when you watch, you read, you know, because it was the first, I think it was episode five is when, you know, I go to Baton Rouge yeah. and I'm taking yeah. care of her. Yep. And then, you know, episode six, you know, comes and then episode seven is when it all comes to a head. She comes to the, uh, to the crab boil, you know, yeah. and it's just like, that's when everything hit the fan. And it's just so coincidentally, that was the, that was the exact middle point of the season. Yeah. You know, and I think we had a week off. I think it, cause it was the, it was the, uh, there's a debate the very next week. So, oh man, I, I know you hated been... that, man. Cause now that that's just marinating in people's minds and stuff, right. man. Oh right. man, I got so much hate. To <laughs> I was like, nah, I ain't never got this. Uh, I ain't this much hate, but see, you ain't seen Ray Donovan, so I was gonna spoil something for you. But I ain't got this much hate, hate, hate tweets since I shot somebody already done it. And they gonna say who I shot. <laughs> right. So uh, I was just like, man, they was killing me. Well, you hurt Aunt Vi's feelings, and you embarrassed yeah. her. I did, and you know what? That character, I, I, yeah, you know what? That's what it was, and um, I think. More than anything, like the emotions came out was because it was like you know I love Tina Lippert, the lady who uh, the assistant yeah, played yeah, by, oh, and I oh. saw the the pain in her in, in her body, not in her face, in her whole body, in her whole slouch, and I got emotional. You know what I'm saying? I dropped a tear just watching her. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever want to be the cause of anybody's <sighs> pain that much, you know. But uh, yeah, man, like that, like you said, it's an embarrassment more than anything, yeah. and then that's the reason that she worked, made Hollywood work so hard, yeah, and continued to work hard. And then Hollywood at the end, he was like, "Yo, there's nothing I can do. I, I mean, I'm at my wit's end here." Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had to throw it all up, man. You know, um, but we'll see. We have to season two. <laughs> yes. Now, there's one yeah. more little thing. I know we got to get to the movie that y'all did that I loved. So Ralph mm. Angel cries poor. The whole season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing, he can't keep a job. Everything is going on. But what I said was, yeah, but they doing some old TV stuff. Because Ralph Angel is. Because his hair is always, his always, hair is always tight. <laughs> I said, how he lined up all the time. Dude was crazy. And he crying poor. I said, see, they you doing some old. the blackest they, podcast in the world. Y'all the only ones who talk. I said, <laughs> they doing some old sex symbol type yep, stuff. Yep. Where you know Ralph Angel, the little breakout chocolate joint, yeah, so exactly. they got to keep him right. lined they up. Keep chocolate I drink said, looking good. Ava DuVernay, you disappointed me. <laughs> and then she uh-uh. said, "Nah, Vince, I didn't." And I said, "Nope, Queen Sugar." Because <laughs> Uncle will always come through and make sure they have and lined him up. I said he is lining him up. Thank you. Yeah. So that was yep. just a little thing that bothered me. You know what? One of my partners, uh, Pierce Austin, uh, he was he was actually the the barber one uh, on Selma. Okay, and he was like, "Yo, man, the whole season." I was like, "Yo, man, same thing you said, man. This dude broke, but his hairline always on tack." I was right. like, "Why?" He was like, "But he said y'all made it up when you was back there." He was like, "You was looking like me back there cutting that hair." I was like, "Yeah, man. I was thinking about all all the dudes who, who lined me up. Uh, I don't got no lineup. Who shaved me or whatever?" Right, I was like, right, "Yeah, right. man, yeah." Yes. Oh, oh, we black as hell. <laughs> we <Exactly>. real black. <laughs> black dudes. <laughs> oh my god, y'all silly. Y'all straight silly. Y'all straight silly. Uh, before we get to the movie, real quick, uh, just one little question because something you dropped there about how Ava wrote this role with you in mind, right? Yeah. And I'm just curious, you know, like how did that feel? To have like, because I don't know how often that that happens that somebody is writing something for you, and then for it to be such a meaty um, role in such a distinguished project, how did that feel? 
You know what's dope, man? It's like I um yo, I I, I a lot of my friends now are showrunners, right? Mm-hmm. Shane Coker, mm-hmm. John Singleton, uh of Ava, all these people at Charles Murray, uh these people are showrunners now. And so, you know, we all friends. They're always like, I'll write something write something for you. But, you know, um, it's really hard to get it past a network and a studio yeah, because right. they might have their own people in mind. They might be like, well, look, we've been grooming this person or we've been working with this person for the last two years. Right. So we want to put this person in the project. Right. So um, when Ava hit me up, I was in the Bahamas. It was about this time last year. I was, I was doing a movie called Cargo uh, in the Bahamas. Okay. Matter of fact, it might have been today last year, actually, the 13th. Uh, she called me and was just like, yo, I need to talk to you right quick. And um, I was like, I'm on set. Just, I hit you up tonight. Say, hit me up in the morning. I called her in the morning. She was like, I want to show you a script. She said, I want to see your script. I want, I want, I wanted you to play this part, but I know that you were in. Uh, but I heard that you were in Aquarius. I was like, Well, I'll be, I said, I'll be down with Aquarius in, in February. Right. And then right. I'll be free. She said, Okay, said, cool, because that's when this goal starts in February. So I was like, Okay, cool. I read it and I was like, This is dope. Man. I like this. I love this character. Something I've never done before. You know, we talked about a character, and I was like, Well, when do you want me to come in the audition? She was like, no, we, I want you to play the role. I was nice. like, so I don't need to test for a studio or network. It's Oprah Winfrey Network. She's like, she wants me and her want you to do the show. That's all. <laughs> I was right. like, wow. So that like I mean, that 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 rarely happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't I even can know imagine. if that ever happens. Yeah. to anybody who ain't like Tom Cruise. Right, right, Who's right. Getting the offer for uh, one of the leads of a TV show. Yeah, right. you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like you have to go in and do all the red car, the red tape. You got to go in and test for the networks and test for the studio, you know, because everybody has to sign off, but it's Oprah's network. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she and I have a good rapport ever since we did Selma. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's that a nice person like to have that, a rapport with. It, it blew my mind because, this is, you know, we're talking about the two most uh, powerful uh, sisters in the game. Yes. And and they believe in me enough to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to give me that opportunity, man. You, you certainly yeah. came through. And you ran with it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're happy for that. you. We are proud of you. And, you Thank know, you, all of that. So, so yeah. let me, so allow me to introduce everyone listening that, yes, you're listening to the Michelle Mission. And we are talking <laughs> to Omar Dorsey. And right now we are going to get into our review of Spike Lee's Bamboozled. I want a show that will make headlines. The Huxtables, Cosby, a genius, revolutionary. But we can't go down that road again. The network does not want to see Negroes on television unless they are buffoons. Have you ever thought about just quitting? I have a contract. The only way I get out of that is if I get fired. And that is what I intend to do. I know you are familiar with menstrual shows. Variety shows. Like in Living Color. Right, right, right. That was dope. Man, Tan. The new millennium minstrel show. We're going to need a little more money for this. This could be bigger than Friends, Ally McBeal, even my boys Amos and Andy. Yeah. You're putting white actors in black face. We're using black actors with blacker faces. This fall. Right on, man. Yeah, great show. You won't believe what's coming to your television. Sleepany and Mantan are lazy and unemployed. Do your stuff. But we are certainly not saying anything about the entire African American community. What's sweeping the nation? And what's coloring? The way you see the world. Yo, we can't let this injustice go by, man. Not this time, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? 
raise it up. We all act like sound left. When are you going to come into the light? The light. The light. Your hands are just as bloody as mine. Cousins, I want you all to go to your windows. We talking about revolution. Go to your windows and yell out. I am not going to take it anymore. I don't want anything to do with anything black for at least a week. All right, so 2000's Bamboozle by Spike Lee, which is about a modern televised minstrel show featuring black actors donning blackface makeup and the violent fallout from the show's success. This uh, very satirical film debuted in 2000 was made on what for spike lee is a shoestring budget yeah. of oh, 10 yeah. million dollars and it starred an ensemble cast of Dwayne wayans jada pinkett smith damon wayans damon wayans yeah. excuse mm-hmm. me uh <laughs> jada pinkett well, they smith. want a new way bro Dwayne Wayans. <laughs> Look, they keep bringing them out it's a trust lot of trust <laughs> trust that's you know <laughs> That's the one getting the laundry. Um, Damon Wayans, Jada Pinkett Smith, Savion Glover, Tommy Davidson, Michael Rappaport, and most most deaf. And this movie was the uh, selection of our very special guest, Queen Sugar's Omar Dorsey. So, Omar, why did you choose Bamboozled, and what does it mean for you? You know, it's something about it. When it first came out, I, saw, I was, went to the movie theater by myself to watch it. I think I might be the only person in the movie theater. Um, mm. You know, I was—I think I was in film. I, I was just starting uh, my my career. I just did Road Trip, <clears throat> and I was um, really stuck on not playing these tropes and these stereotypes. And because I was coming out of the theater world, okay, and, okay. you know, we could do anything in theater. So, but in movies, what they want to do is they want to pigeonhole you. You look a certain way, so you're gonna play. You're gonna play this. Now, it, that movie just sung to me so much. Uh, you know, and it comes out off of the vein of um, of network. It comes off the vein of uh, Facing the Crowd, which are two of my favorite films oh, okay. ever. I watched Network the other day because just to prep for this, right? What we, you know, what we're doing today. Um, okay. I watched Facing the Crowd probably about a month or so ago. Yeah, and, I, and, I don't think I've ever seen and, it. And, and just. The whole stereotype and the whole like it, it make I watched this movie once a year to, to run a check on myself. Wow, you know I really do like yo man. Well, I, well, I am I willing to to sell my soul? Am I willing to do whatever for some money? Okay, you know I mean like and, and it's the thing that always my dad always used to ask me what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul, and that's what uh, uh, Pierre Delacroix <laughs> uh, played by David. I mean. Damon Wayans. Yeah. See, there's <laughs> too many what, of them. There's too many of them. <laughs> so that's what. So that's the dilemma that he faces, trying his best to put something out that's so despicable, but ends up being you know loved by the masses that he just falls for it. Right. Right. So I was, I, I, I I tell myself like you know like I said I watch it once a year to run a check on myself. Right. It's, it's interesting you brought up a face in the crowd because I did just see that movie again, uh, maybe about a month ago. Um, yeah. And the face in the crowd, 
because uh, I think you said right, right. I said I've, I've not seen that. It's um, it's the movie that made Andy Griffith a star. Okay, it, yeah, uh, made him a star. Yeah, yeah, he's he's um, he's plays the character once it's lonesome. Lawson Rose. Lawson Rose. He, he's like this country bumpkin who's in jail. Mm-hmm. Who then this radio this radio host um, finds and basically builds him up into a star, and then it goes to his head. Oh, and, okay. And he just and he just goes crazy. It's it's, it's a great film. Okay. You had me at Andy Griffith. So dude, and, and, and Walter Matthau. Uh, oh oh know, yeah, Walter Matthau. Yeah, young Walter Matthau, Andy Griffin, like you've never seen him no. okay. ever before. Like, and, and, and the reason I watched it a, a few months ago was because of Donald Trump. You know, I was like, right, right. it's yes. funny that we're living. Yeah. Like, he, like, no matter, like, I thought the Grabbing by the P was his, uh, no, Grabbing by the P. I thought right. that was the, uh, his lonesome uh, rose uh, moment. moment. Yeah. But it ended up not being that way. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I was like, it, it just brought me, and I, I thought about, it, I watched it, and I was like, man, I mean, things have things don't change. No. You know. No. I mean, when Sleep yeah. and Eat gives his speech the first time he comes out, and he talks about an older Tom, a simpler Tom, and you know, you're tired of these people taking your money, and you know, you long for a time when real Americans had a real chance. I mean, it, it's almost verbatim the type of language. That the rhetoric, Trump, he's yeah. right. That rhetoric, so yeah, absolutely. You know that stuff yeah. is old and deep. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, and and, and people, I mean, you know, it's so funny. I, I, when I was in um, I, when I when I was in college, uh, this professor, my theater professor, said like his parents told him like, "Yo, man, everything changed when Elvis went on the Ed Sullivan show." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how he wanted his parents wanted to go back to the time before then because that was the greatest time <laughs> i was like man black people catch hell in that time yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah exactly. perspective is everything <laughs> perspective is everything so like um yeah so that yeah but that 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 film there man that's and that's one of those movies man illy kazan is just a he was a monster anyway oh yeah uh, a filmmaker you know um so but yeah that movie it, it speaks a lot to me and it brings and it's a whole it's a lot to do with bamboozle too, okay. it it is because um like I was going to say what I, when you brought that up, there's two scenes in that film that I never noticed before, but I noticed like a month ago, and I think it's probably because we're doing this, you know, doing the Michelle mission now that I'm more conscious to when I'm watching films now, right? So there's a scene right. in this film. It's very innocuous. This this old like southern dude, like he's he's the he's the the owner of the the radio station. Right? Okay. When the uh-huh. host, the the female host, comes and starts talking to him about Lonesome Dub, about how you know I think you know this dude can be a star. And while she's talking to him, he's a big big southern dude. He's sitting there at his desk and he's getting his shoe shined. Right. And he's getting uh-huh. his shoe shined by a black dude. Who says yeah. nothing the entire scene? Right. Yeah. And it dawned on me when I was watching it now that not only is that black guy sitting there shining his shoe, who I never saw before. Yeah. I've seen this film about twelve times. Yeah, you don't even I, notice. I never right. seen it. But now I notice him, and I also notice that in the middle of while he's talking back and forth with the with the uh, the lady, he looks down at his shoe, and he pets the dude. He pets yeah. the oh. shoe shine boy, yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good, good job right there." And then boy go walking away. I'm like, I never noticed that before. Yeah, cut yeah. to 
Lonesome Dove is in jail. He's in an old right. Southern jail. It's basically, basically like a, a um, the you know when every all the all the the, the local drunks go Vagrant. to like yeah 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 to just go sit and chill out right. you know you know you know get dry out right, stuff I was like dry that, out. Right? So he's in there with them right, and he starts to in, and she's in there and she's rec- and the reporter chick's in there and she's recording him sing a song, and he's singing a song for all the other dried out guys that are in there. Now they're in mm-hmm. jail. They're all right. in a one big cell. But in a cell, within the cell, separated of on course. his own, of course. is the black guy. Of course. That's right. Yep. I was like, I never noticed that yeah. before, yeah. man. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and I I think I think what Bamboozle does is is kind of like, you know, I, I also connected it to I guess Donald Trump America, if you will, and you know mm-hmm. we're calling it Donald Trump America because this is the newest incarnation. But y- you know, I don't know. Um, did have you watched Thirteenth? Back to Ava Duvernay. Have, have you watched the the documentary on Netflix? You know, Ava would kill me if I ain't watched that. Okay, so so <laughs> you you see the rhetoric throughout. Whether you're talking about Richard Nixon, whether you're talking yes. about Reagan, whether you, you know, yep. it's all of this language about you know, like you said this older time when things were better exactly and you know what's sort of unspoken is that you know black people knew their place yeah so yeah you know i think it's it's difficult i think it's difficult to make a satire with this type of iconography because it's so intertwined in sort of the way america was built that's and that's like my first uh well I, I mean not critique, but it's 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 hard to make satire with something, especially with blackface. Right. That's, that's so ugly, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's damn near impossible. Yeah. Without without doing it because I remember you know what, actually I, I saw it a few times in the movie theater. I took a white uh a dude to see it. And he was a big Spike fan, and he was like, "Man, this is the meanest movie I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> yeah, wow. Because I mean, he, he's not an idiot. He, we, it wasn't funny then, right? He was like, "This is, he said, this is extremely mean." He said, "Spike got very mean on this one." Yeah, I mean, and, it, I, and, and I was like, I think he was just upset, you know, you know, um, more than anything. But uh, like you said, it's hard to make satire. I think uh, Roger Ebert even said that when he reviewed the film, he was like, "This is a hard. This is an impossible film." It's not impossible. He's like, but like. To make light and to make fun of that time of America, oh, the beautiful part of America, the cotton fields and the, and the watermelon patches. Yeah. That's hard, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard for everybody. It's hard for, like, it's hard to put a mirror up to America a lot of times. But America is, they still don't want to talk about it. They don't want to no. deal with it. You know, when I talk about America, I talk about white America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they don't want to deal with it, man. And it's like, you know, when, when he made the movie, he was like, deal with it. That was, that was uh, 16 years ago. And, I mean, it ain't gotten too much better since then. No. No. You know, I mean, I always just say it's gotten worse, you know, um, because now we want it. Not only do we not want to deal with it, we don't even want to act like it, is, it exists to this day. Yeah. I think with something else that, that, that stuck out to me this time, it sticks out to me every time when, when I see this stuff. Like, I love the casting of Tommy Davidson and Savion Glover as Sleep and Eat and um, Mantan because yeah. both of them 
are amazingly talented at what they do at yeah. what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you get that tension and, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you watch the old footage and I think yep. I've talked about it here. Like, I've you know, I see I saw this stuff in like class when I was, you know, in college taking like a film class and stuff. Right. And there's that innate tension where, you know, it's dehumanizing, you know, it's hateful, you know, everything that goes along with it. But the part of you that loves art, you can't. The artistry is beautiful. The artistry is beautiful. And these men Man, and women. I'm going to tell you something. Yo, I'm sorry. Savion Glover is the greatest tap dancer alive, probably. I don't know. That's a, that's a bad dude, so I know. Yeah. Oh, there. yeah. Um, but, man, I mean, like, it's like, so those scenes where he's tap dancing, man, it don't get no better. Tommy Davidson is one of the great comedians of our lifetime. And his. This is delivery. The I way was he just does about it, to say it's that. It's the most demeaning stuff that he's saying, but man, you can't help but laugh at it. The um, yeah. the the scene where they do the skit about where they're finishing each other's sentences, you know, I'm yeah. going to give her. Oh no, that's too little. Well, I maybe I'll get her. Oh, that's, that's too, too big. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I think that is an actual thing. It is. Yes, yeah, the actual. Bit. I was trying to figure out where the bit came from, and I, I couldn't find it in like you know this afternoon. Right. But but I knew it was an actual bit. But like you just said, I, I think I think it's it's I don't want to say easy, but I but I think Savion Glover's talent is so visual that it's yeah. easy to bypass how good Tommy Davidson is. With like, I, thought, I thought that was I thought Tommy Davidson stole the movie personally. Yeah. I, mean, I thought I honestly think it's his best performance. I've ever said I told him that about two years ago, man. Who had um, Dick Gregory was getting his walk on the uh, starting walk of uh, Hollywood um, Walk of Fame, and, um, and 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 me and Tommy and I were just sitting and talking, and I was like, "Man, that performance you did in that movie, it was it was it was great, man. Yeah, it was great. Like the whole thing around it, the 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 reluctance in the beginning to do it, you know, the the him crying when he putting on black, oh, yeah, the him yeah. quitting." Yeah. After seeing seeing um, a, a man ray go off on the kids when they're doing that choreography, man, he's like, "This ain't what we're here for, man." Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. then he does that whole monologue about like this is a new new minstrel show, new slavery ran all over again. Man, that dude killed that thing, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I think he does steal the film, and the reason why he steals the film to me it's because he is the only one, maybe Savion as well, but the two of them are the only ones in this film that are playing it straight for me. Built in reality. Right. Yes. Along with Sloan. I mean, yeah, Sloan too. Sloan. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and Paul Mooney for his scene. Oh, you know right, 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 right. As his yeah. dad. Yeah. But like, Damon is, is so over the top, but on purpose. Like I had, this, me and Dorian had this conversation. He was like, man, he was so over the top. He was so over the top. But when I saw it again, I saw it when Paul Mooney was like, nigga, where the hell did you get that accent from? <laughs> right, right, right. It's right. so contrived and so put on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? And, and then most deaf being so far out there with all that. Hotel Peace My Brother. Not even Peace My Brother, that that revolutionary <laughs> I stuff. was about to say, right. he's so out there. He was that it's dude. He was that dude. Which is something else oh, I, I wanted yeah. to I wanted to make sure we got in that that sort of the, the main the main sort of satire, you, you know, the you know, we can t- we can argue about how successful it was, but sort of the main satire is aimed towards these black images. I like the fact that there was satire and critique on other aspects of culture, whether it's like you said, the Mau Mau's and this yep. sort of, you know, over the top black revolutionary hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the yep. white, the white liberal, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, Michael Rappaport's character is is yeah. one you could spend an hour talking about. Like that you dude. You certainly can. Like that yeah. dude. Yeah. That yeah, you could you could do a whole show about that character. Right. Like about and those type of white men. Those type of and, and it's always white men, isn't it? Yeah. Like not to be sexist, right, it's but a, it's hey, always but a dude. About, how about when the white lady came in and she took a course in um in, in African American studies <laughs> and, and, and Damon Wayne thought, well, please explain to me about being black, old great Nicaragua. Yes. yes. And yes. that was a good line. You know? Yeah. Because it's like, yo, man, you know more about black, black people than I do, obviously. Right. Because you know? blackness is a commodity. Yeah. So, so you and know. once again, it's white people think that they, white people have a tendency to think that they know more about a lot of stuff because they, they, they downplay us so much. Right. I even know more about your culture than you know. Right. 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 You know, and there's a critique on that, man. Like, yo, man, I mean, like, the movie is not perfect by, you know, it's not a perfect film. No. But, man, he gets some damn points on that one, man. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't know, Lynn and I argue about uh, later Spike Lee. Like like I say, this yes. is, I say this is part of what I call Spike Lee's second wind. And, yeah. And I think that there is, you know, if there, and I think you say this about a lot of filmmakers, Frank, like not to excuse Spike Lee because, well, uh, this other dude do it, too. But, you know, I do think that a filmmaker gets to a certain level and yeah. they can indulge anything that they want. Like, exactly. like, like, you know, who's going to tell like who's going to tell Stanley Kubrick that there's parts in 2001 in Space Odyssey that run long? Like, who right. will tell Stanley Kubrick that? Right. So, right. you know. Spike Lee got 15 movies under his belt at this point. Who going to tell yeah. Spike Lee, you know, the satire needs to be more pointed? Right. Somebody should have. No, you can't, man. Right, like, you, right, you right. Said, like, at that point. And you can tell, you know what, this was the rise of, um, when did, um, Diary, Diary of a Mad Black Woman come out? Oh, boy. <laughs> to the Google. <laughs> I actually think it's you know what you know what Omar I actually think it's after this and the reason I think it's like 2003 2004 yes, something like that because I mean, a little bit later than my that, right? biggest critique of this film that I had when it came out and I had it today when I watched it is that I don't think Spike Lee complicated the relationship between the Mantan show and his audience like he should have and what I mean by right. that is this there are black people that would have loved this show. And I think you have yeah. to deal with that. Like you have to deal with this black audience that loves this show that many of us would say, this is stereotype. This is caricature. Yeah. This is dehumanizing. And I mean, you know, but you, hey, you know how it works. The reason I asked about Driver's Mad Black Woman, uh, whatever the first uh, Tyler Perry movie was. And that was 2005. Just to answer that, that was 2005. All right, you know what, what? I think Spike was mad about. He was just mad about uh, television because yeah. the only thing at that time we can get on television was comedy. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, on UPN. And, and it just so happened that he had two of the biggest, uh, two of the people who are on one of the biggest comedies of the nineties. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings 
and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. No. Oh. What's the best way to eat a taco? Vince, with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. Uh, it lives in color. You know, um, that, that just so happened. And I wonder if that, was, if that was on purpose or not. Right. But to point a finger at, like, this is what we are all, this is what you guys are giving us right now. It's only comedy. So if I'm going to do comedy, I'm going to take, because some of that stuff in the, in, in the, in the 90s, we're, we're slipping into some cool shit. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, yo, and, and, and you can see it. You know what I mean? You can see it. Yeah. So he, so I think Spike was like, yo, this enough is enough. I'm going to make a movie about what I think television really is, what I see when I watch it. The the funny thing, I couldn't find the um anything to back it up this afternoon, but I remember, like, I, it, I'm asking if anybody else remembers this. I feel like Spike Lee... And Damon Wayans had a little bit of a fallout because I think Spike, Spike Lee, Lee and Kenan had a fallout. Well, Spike Lee actually cited the Wayans brothers television show yeah. as one of the shows, yeah. and Damon Wayans stopped doing publicity for this. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, that's okay. that's I, I I think I remember reading that. I can see that. Well, you know, I don't know if, if Spike was, but, it was oh, but didn't oh, I was thinking about Living Color? I was like, but didn't Tommy Davidson play the Spike Lee character? Like Spike Lee impression on Eleven Color. Oh yeah, true. And, and I don't think Spike was too happy about that. If memory serves correct, Spike get mad a lot. Spike, he's he's it's it's. Let's it's, just put it out there. It's part of his toolbox. That's what he do. He it is part of his toolbox. Anchor. This is what makes him great too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, if he wasn't mad, he would never made the right thing. You know what I'm <laughs> exactly. saying? Exactly. Very true. Very true. But like you talk about this film being like his 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 second win. Part of part of it. Part of his you know, second. You like Summer Sam and. You, you know, twenty uh, fifth hour. hour. He got game. Like I love. He got game. He got game. Me is too, a, man. That's one of my favorite movies you, you of all know, time. So he got game is a good film, right? I'll give you that. It's, it's, my, it's one of my favorite Denzel performances of all time. Okay, I can I, I can see it's that. It's a good one. It's a very very understated role in, in uh, Denzel in that. I think. But this film, yeah. the, the problem that I had with this film, because I did not like this movie. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the problem I, I had with this film is just what you just said, Vince, is that the satire is there and and he, he just, I mean, as mad as he is, he just needs to take a deeper bite into it. Right. Because it is just not strong enough. And I think part of that, part of that is the, because of the acting. Because, like I said, you know, you've got Tommy Davidson, Savion Glover um, playing it pretty, pretty straight in this yes. movie. You've got Jada Pinkett Smith playing it pretty straight, but she's not given anything to do. Right. And, but yeah. which, you know, I guess we got to talk about, yeah, you know, it's Spike Lee, so we got to talk about women. Yeah, because, you know, he, <laughs> he don't know what to do with her. <laughs> right. He knows nothing to do with her. And right. then at the end, he just throws, comes out of left field. Right, right, with, right. With some old crazy, well, when. <laughs> Hey, when wasn't Jada Pinkett in this? Exactly. When all else fails, just put her in bed. So that's right. basically what he does. So, so that's failing him. Then he has Damon and Michael Rappaport both being a little bit over the top. Right. You know, and I understand. Right. Dam- I know. Understand. Damien's doing like he's putting on a voice and, and airs as part of his character, but it is so far over the top that it takes you out of 
of of the movie a little bit and then also there's a part of me there's a part of me that feels like because of the budget and because of what he's doing like he almost wants to do this as a faux documentary almost in the, I mean, that's what it felt like that's what yeah, it fe- that's that what, it fe- what it felt like that's what it feels like you know almost in the in the in the um in the in the world of like the Christopher Guest films you know certainly not right, on right, that comedy right. but but with that type of feel right you know what i'm saying yet there are fi- there are scenes in here that play like you know typical Move. spike lee movie right. scenes so those are running up against each other which which um no, um tells you you don't know what tone this really right to well take he used different film. film stock for different scenes i understand that so, I, but yeah but still i mean because i mean it, it's one of the first ones that i remember seeing shot digital Right, and, exactly, and, and, and it's not as crisp as the digital that we see now. But that also goes into some cinema verite type stuff, right. where we're, what are we watching? Exactly, what's exactly. going on? Are we inside of a life right now? Exactly. Um, and, and, and like you said, maybe it would have played a little differently if the whole film was shot that way, like say Snow on the Bluff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we right. don't know what we're watching. Right. What is this? And now we know these people. Uh, or a Christopher Guest mockumentary, like you said, like right. it was some best in show type stuff. Well, you know, I mean, well, it's not funny, but it's because it, I mean, it's, there are very, there is a very, it's a funny movie. It's funny, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's dark, funny. it's a yeah. dark comedy. It is dark. Yeah, it's it's, it's a black comedy, but um, yeah, I mean, I could see. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I do understand those critiques hundred percent, though. Yeah, I mean that that's that that was my problem with it because okay. I and and also. I think that Spike, especially as he went on later in in his career, and certainly by this point, mm-hmm. has a tendency to throw it all in there and then just see what sticks. He, he, you know, yes, and it's and it's just it's too much. Instead of like just focusing on one or two things and like really milking them, I I complete. You'll notice like when I name Spike Lee in, in his second win, like I don't mention she hate me. Which yeah, I think right. has great parts, right? But like you said, yeah. it's, it's like he throws everything against the wall, right? And, right. And you know, I completely agree with you. Like, like oftentimes when we like we've done a couple of later Spike Lee movies, I'll have yeah. in my notes this is like this is the movie I want to see right here. Like this the scene where um, Most Def goes to Jada Pinkett's apartment, yeah, and it's yeah. just brother and sister, yeah. And yeah. and the whole thing just pops, and I'm like, it well, was so warm. It was yes. the warmest scene in the movie. And I said, it was this... like real life. I was like, yeah, you know what? You are that is the that is the pop of the movie. Yeah, them two just riffing. You know they improv it Ex- you know exactly, exactly. And I said, this is the movie I want to see right here about these siblings, yeah. and sort of bouncing off each other. That would have been a hell of a, a direction to take that thing, man. Like, I mean, you know, the movie is what it is, and we, met, you know, I mean, you know, we, I like to look at it as a whole, and I'll critique what it is and what not what it could have been, right? Sure. Right. Um, which, which is which you should, you know, right? You should do that. Yeah, but like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 scene, particular. I, I always, for some reason, when it, I watch the movie a lot, like I said, okay. Um, every time that movie, every time that scene comes on. I mean, something inside of me just, just smiles. Yeah, yeah, bro, you because better it's than like me. Like a genuine love that I don't know if they were, they were friends in real life or whatever. Uh, right. Most definitely, just that damn dope. 
you know, yeah. and, and so is Jada. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and, and it makes you like that character. It makes you like uh, uh, Big Big Black Africa. Big Black Africa. Know? Big Black, don't call him yeah. by his slave, by his government. Exactly. Right. Uh-uh. Well, you're better than me because this is a tough film for me to watch. Like, it really right. is. And, and I think, um, you know, again, going back to the iconography of it with the black face and with those old figurines and, and all, I think... I think Spike Lee did a great job capturing that pain that comes with that. Because, like, that last scene, and they shoot it, and and you see that shot a couple of times throughout the film, where Savion Glover is is sort of grinning and sweating. Yeah. That that joint haunts me, because it really is, like, it's everything that you need to get out of blackface is right there. And you know, mm-hmm. it's hateful. Like it's actually hateful. And and it is. and you know, I think we need the most hateful line in that movie is a, is the line that Judy Garland said. Yes, yes. When she said, "I, I always thought I looked something. I thought I looked beautiful on my wedding oh. day." Well, there goes that. And she started putting on the blackface. Oh, but 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 this is American sweetheart. Man. But to be fair, you I know don't. What I'm saying? But to be fair, I don't think that was Judy Garland. That's the scene. Oh, who was that? I, I'm not, it was a blonde actress. It's it that okay. scene. That scene comes right after you see uh, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. And Judy right, Garland, right, and they're putting yeah. on they're putting that's, on the cork. Yeah, get them mixed up. Oh, gotcha. yeah. the ritualistic sh- shooting of of getting the cork ready. Like I said it just now. Man. Like I didn't even say blackface. I said them putting on the cork. Yeah, because right. you know the way he kind of shoots it, and it's almost like and gives the recipe for it, and gives it's almost like seeing a depiction of drugs. Yeah, like it's, yeah. you know, it it's, is. It's, it's it's a that's a tough scene. That is, I, I think that's, it's a tough film. Yeah, so you know, you, and, and that's like, and, and and one of those, I think, in one of them, the last time that Tommy puts it on is a scene where he's crying. Yeah, and he yeah. said he was really crying when he was doing that. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Because I was thinking about with all them brothers who came, you know, before me. This is what they had to do to entertain the masses. Yes, we can't even go out there with our natural face. We had to go out there looking like shambles. Yep, and ancient mamas. Well, and, you know, all, we have to go out there looking at these caricatures so that we can do what we love to do to entertain. Right. Man. You know, again, first I have to dehumanize you. Yes. And then we'll deal with the other stuff. But first, you are not a person. Yeah. You're not a person. Just like you said in the um, in, in face of the crowd when, it, when when the guy was just basically uh, he was the shoe shine man, mm-hmm. but the but the but but the owner of the radio station treated him like a, like one of his animals. Right. Yeah. He's a prop. And we're not talking about this ain't slavery. This is past slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about the fifties and the sixties, or fifties yep. with facing the crowd. You know, so it's it's like these are and this is what we had to do. I'm an I'm an actor. I'm an artist. You know. Right. This is what if I wanted to do this seventy years ago. 60 years ago, then this, oh, 60, 70, 80 years ago, then this is, if this is what I would have had to have done, you know, to be accepted. And I mean, that's what I was like, like I say, I look at that film a lot personally, just as an actor. It's like, man, is this something that I'm willing to do? I look at a lot of roles and I turned out so much stuff. Y'all, y'all wouldn't even understand. Yeah. So yeah. much, man. Like, especially after Ray Donovan, man, I said, I don't need to play a gangster no more. I think I've covered that base. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I turned out so much, and last year personally was a hard year because I did turn out so much. Right. You know. Uh. Yeah. Well, just to bring it, I think that is, you know, that is part of what makes this moment so, so just 
I don't even know the word I want to use. Like, I want to say refreshing. I want to say it's like nourishing. It's like, like you know, we 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 we, we uh, talked last week. We have a, a a little side podcast where we talk about television. So you know, we were talking about Queen Sugar, of course. But you know, Atlanta, yeah. Insecure. No, I Luke heard the Cage. podcast. I heard it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, well, thank you for that. But I you know, y'all added me on that joint, and then I, I listened to it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but but <laughs> yeah. it really is after going through so much. You know, yeah. looking for these, you know, we're not artists, but we're people that love the art. Yeah. And, you right. know, and just looking for these images and, you know, trying to pull beauty out of all this stuff for years. And then it's like we get this bounty this year. Yeah. And it's it's been amazing. You know, it's been titled a uh, renaissance, but renaissance means rebirth. <laughs> How about that? This is a birth. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is a birth, man. Yeah. It's like, um, and, and, and it is what Spike was looking for, man. Like, you know, when you have a, a you know, a Queen Sugar bouncing with a Luke Cage bouncing with a Insecure bouncing with Greenleaf with Atlanta, with yeah. all of these different things. I hope I'm not leaving anything out. And I know I am. But, like, you know, next year we got Rubble and we got a, a, a Snowfall. We got all of these yeah. things that are coming out. And, you know, it maybe, maybe it was the bounce back from the Oscars so white. I don't know, because some of this stuff was in the works before then. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, man, I think the fact that we can see that there is an audience, there's a black right. audience. Right. You know what I'm saying? That we get ignored so much. Right. But, like, man, we want to see what we look like on television. And all of them. Yes. You know, whether it's, like, three dudes who don't know, three dudes going through whatever, and now they're, you know, in Atlanta, it's just three guys who are in their mid-20s. Right. Yeah. They don't know what they want to do in life. One of them a college dropout. One yeah. of them is a guy from another whole planet. And another one's a great rapper. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like uh, uh, we, you know, and now we just drop into that world. And they yes. have they have lives. Yeah, they're not just caricatures. These people have lives, daily basis. One of them has a kid. You know, it's it, you know, one of them is this is this savant who can. Make a, a cell phone turn into ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, boy. Oh <laughs> so it's like if, we if, dropped into these people's lives, man. If that wasn't and the dudeest story. You know, we we never see, well, we never see the the twenty something year old black woman and, and all her and her friends, right? Not yeah. her being a friend of a white chick, right? The, the sassy exactly. one, yeah, yeah, man. Dark, two dark skinned gorgeous women. Yes, you know what I'm saying. With yeah. natural hair, man, we don't see that. No, you know what, no. what do you see a black family on a on, on, on a um, uh, uh, you know, on a sugar plantation? But just living, they they own the plantation. You know what's funny? The sugar plantation that we own on Queen Sugar, the same sugar plantation that I was about, that I was a slave on in Django. I told Quentin that too. Get out of here! Are you serious? One hundred ten percent. Yes, the one that I'm marching, you know, walking. You know, it, 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 it's like the same exact one with the same magnolia trees and everything, man. Dang. Wow. What's that do to your but, head? No, man, I told Quentin that Abel that. I was like, yo, Abel was just like, ain't that some, ain't that some ish? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is, man. Like, you know. But, like, you know, that's, that's three three years later, four, three, four years later, this is where we are, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, our stories can be told. Black church, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, man. Yeah, amen. And it's being told in the movies as well because you got Moonlight, you got hidden figures about to come out. Yeah. yeah. You know, I still but have that Moonlight. That Moonlight did something to me, bro. I didn't uh, lie to you, man. Oh, my. Yeah, you're man. killing me. I've been seeing I can't. I can't fix see, see, the problem is I can't see it without the wife. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know what? Okay, I had to go take them. You know what? You're. 
hundred percent right. You're right. Cause my wife would have checked me because we had to go to a, 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 a afternoon date to go see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At twelve o'clock, we was like, we going to the arc light right now to go see this. You know, I'm you a know, Barry um, Jenkins dude. I'm a Barry Jenkins dude since medicine. Yo, man, Barry, man, that's melancholy, man. I'm gonna tell you what. I saw that. It was such a patient movie. Yes, it was. Right here, man. Yes, it was, man. Yeah, man. And I, I'm a fan of patience. You know, because yeah. the older I get, I don't. Uh, I all need all the pop, pop circumstance, man. Give me some storytelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, um, that moonlight is something special, bro. Talk, talk about you know patience. Talk about patience. I mean, he did medicine for melancholy, like how, however long ago. Yeah, I he, know. He, you know, and he man just took his time, man. It's like, I mean, no, you know, yeah. I'm gonna do it my way, do it right, and then boom. Exactly, man. Terrell McCraney wrote the heck out of that too, man. You know, he's one of our our bright stars in, in the theater world, man. You know what I'm saying? And just to see. All the love that he's getting at the screen right now, man. This, this is a tremendous, man. This is tremendous, man. So you know, yeah, you, you know, I got to get in. Uh, you, my man Thomas Bird is in this. Talking about movies, I want to see Thomas Jefferson Bird the third. What? I wanted to see the like. I needed to see Bamboozle Two, The Rise of Honeycut. <laughs> the Rise of Honeycut. Let me tell you something about T Bird, right? So I'm the Atlanta dude, right? Straight from the ATL. Okay. Thomas Bird is a King in our city. From the really? time, you know, I'm a, th- I'm a theater child. Right. You know, from the time I was 12 years old, 11 years old, I was watching T Bird rip apart Atlanta stages day in, day out. And I was like, he's going to be a big time star one day. And one day, man, I just kept seeing him, seeing, seeing. Then I, then I saw, uh, then he popped up. I, didn't, I don't know which came first, Set It Off or Crook. No, not uh, Set It Off or what's the one? Uh, not Crookland. Clockers. What's the one with uh, Malik, uh, 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 McCoy Pfeiffer? Clockers, and, uh, clockers, clockers. Clockers. Mm-hmm. Clockers. Man, that character he put on that thing, man. Man, yo, Thomas Jefferson Bird is a monster. I'm just going to say that right now. He is. I'm, I'm a big I, I fan. I need to see him in more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of, of him in this. Uh, get on the bus. Uh, get on clockers. The bus. Um, set it off. Set it off. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So I just, I just nah, need he, to see yeah. Thomas. I need to say Thomas Bird on the podcast because I said, you know, I need to see the rise of Honeycut. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> he slipped, yeah, man. They slipped him Yo, right he in. Oh, that one, man. I mean, he, he came in and did his thing too. And my man, um, I don't even know the brother Tuffy. I think it's his name. Who sang the song? I be smacking my hoes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Apparently so. He's smacking them hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Thank you. Man, that was the Randy Watkins <laughs> coming to America moment that all the everybody talked about. Mike. But me and my boys, we was we were singing that song for a good two years, man. It was like that is the funniest song moving, man. Oh my oh. god. He certainly had yeah. his new jack jacket and old time, yes, man. He yes. was in it. Well he was he, he, he on the outfit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, he on was the, clean. He on the set. We call it a set in Atlanta. He got a whole set. <laughs> Soup set. Do you get yeah, that at one nine dollars? I'm about to say you get that in one spot. One spot, nine nine dollars. The shoes, the belt, the suit, the the, the handkerchief, Whoa. and the shirt, nine nine dollars. It's a nine nine dollars. <laughs> he shoes, shirt, sock. You you know he's on the south because he said handkerchief because they do accessories. Yes, of like course. you got to right. have it. Everything straight. Yeah, yeah. Get five dollars, you can get a, a nice little uh, 
you get some, you get some, you get some cuff links and a pen tie. <laughs> like, and you know, it probably had about 12 buttons on that thing. Yeah, you know, it did. It's a lot of buttons. It was one of the early Steve Harvey suits. I was about to say, it was a lot of buttons on suits in this movie. Boy, I swear it was buttons in this movie, man. Now, you know, another thing I would look like, I mean, that Paul Mooney saying, man. Yeah. Man. No, I don't know if this is the first time I've heard him say it. But but that's been one of my sort of one of my mantras for years. Like everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be black. Want to be black. Like he's yeah. the first. That, that, that's always a part of his uh, stand up. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of that stuff that he was. Well, that was just his stand up. That was yeah. just his stand up yeah. he was doing. But I, I think yeah. this may have been the the place where I first heard him say it. Okay, right. where right. I, you know, and and, and 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 that really is like I mean that's not Paul because Paul is an internationally known you know comedian. But he never got, you know, as big as Richard or no. even as Chappelle or anything like that. Right. So right. a lot of that character, man, I, I, it had to be based on him, man. Like that, oh, yeah. that June Bug character, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and, and that's about, like, that's about, that, that might be the first time that I remember seeing Paul do a character that was straight, that was just like, no, you know, it wasn't jokes. You know, he was a comedian. Mm-hmm. But you know he's trying to talk to his son, but his son ain't trying to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Right. His right. Son's like, I don't want to end up like you. And and even when he when he was winning, when um Damon was winning all the awards, I want to talk about that too. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Spike was taking shots at people. Oh my good, I felt like I I felt like I should have called Ving Rhames right then. Me too. And said so. How you feel about this, Ving? I mean, would you have done things differently if <laughs> you'd have known how this was going to go over or? Like I love Walter I Matthau too. About that, man. I mean, like, like I love Walter Matthau. Watching the Golden Globes, right? You said what? I said I, I love Walter Matthau too. I don't know if I'd have done that, but you know, right. <laughs> he gave Jack Lemmon his award. Oh, Jack Lemmon, Jack, Jack, Jack Lemmon, right, Jack right, right. Yeah, yeah, Jack Lemmon's award because Jack was a twelve angry man, and he was in Made in America. He was in um only in America, right? He right, Don yeah. King. Yeah, and he won Best Actor over Jack Lemmon. He gave an award to Jack Lemmon. It was. I was like. It, it was a strange moment. It, yeah, yeah, it was strange, man. I mean, you know, I mean, the spirit moved him. You know, <laughs> I guess that's. But I was like, man, that's like, very yeah. polite. He been in the churches for a long time. I'd have been like, Jack, you know what? <laughs> I appreciate all the work you did, man. But you know, this is for the seeing the Pope fishing in the um, oh. <laughs> in the pawn shop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm taking this award home for that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care what's on the front. Exactly. I know. Exactly. It's, it's I know what it's for. Award. Yeah. I know what it's real for. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I did like that scene. I, and uh, you know him confusing Matthew Modine. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was. That was great. That was on point. That was on point. Yeah. It's, it's a funny movie. I can't knock it. it right. It's funny. It's funny part. Uh, and, and he got Cuba too, man. He got he got Cuba too. Yes, he did. He did, man. Yes, he did. Well, you know what? You know what? You can't be nowhere dancing like that. Like you're gonna get checked. I mean, you can there, do there, it. There are there there are places that you know there are places that we, there are places we can dance. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but, there are places everywhere. Every everything. You know. Everything ain't for everywhere. Yeah, he got him though. Yeah, yes he did. <laughs> yes he. 
It's he said, I told you, yeah. Spike was mad. Spike was mad. At I he, mean, he Spike it all he was out. mad at Spike's everybody. He was mad at him, man. Everybody. I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I don't ever want to get on Spike's ass. No, yeah. son. <laughs> no. No, son. I don't ever want to get on that dude's ass. Because he, he has a pen mm-hmm. and he has a camera. Yep. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And an like, audience. Man, have, yeah. He has an audience, man. Yeah, right. People, you know, they, he got they a new. Go and see it. They be like, man, Spike went in on you. <laughs> it's he funny. Got... I just got finished working with uh, the producer of the movie, John Killick. Oh, okay. And, 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 yeah. Uh, and we talked about this movie a whole lot, man. Um, and, and I just told him, you know, just how, you know, what it does to me. Like you said, like I say, I, I wouldn't call it a perfect movie, but, but I would, and, 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 and anyway, it was perfect for me. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just as an artist, just as an actor, just to check me, man. Yeah. You know, um, any little thing like that. I mean, any, I mean, so what it does, what it, what it means for me is different than what it means for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Well, there you go. Bamboozled. So should people see this film? Should people see Bamboozled who aren't artists trying to, you know, keep their true north? <laughs> yeah. Like you trying to keep your true north. Yeah, but for the rest yeah. of us, right. should the rest of us watch Bamboozled Omar? You know what? I say, you know, I mean, one time, and then you can make your own decision on it. <laughs> I, it, it is like, I think you should watch it one time. Okay. okay. Like, I mean, you don't have to continuously watch it the way I do. I, I'm, I'm probably going to turn it on right now if I get off the phone with y'all. <laughs> 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 check myself. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would say, now, what do you, what say you? Well, you know what? I, and I'm, I'm mad because I cannot find it. Maybe you being a stage man, maybe you, maybe you have heard of this. I saw this musical maybe about a good three, four years ago, and it was it was based on a true story about these young black guys back in the I want to say twenties or thirties who got falsely arrested. Scottsboro boys. Scottsboro. I was trying to think of the name. You should ask Omar. I saw it in London with Colby Domingo. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's a minstrel show. It's yes, satire. Yes, yeah, yeah. When I was watching this movie, I was saying like, this is not bad, but people should see the Scottsboro Boys. Okay, and you know that that movie, uh, 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 that play got ticketed uh, a whole lot, a whole lot, man. a whole lot. And because, I was like, I was, and there was no reason for it to get picketed. No, it it, it actually no. was here in Philadelphia, and they picketed so bad that they cut the they cut his run short. And it was with it was with my man, and they they cut it short, man. It, it, but it was with Coleman, yeah, oh Coleman, yeah, Coleman from Philly, yeah. But it but it was it, but it's such a powerful, fantastic play. It is so it is so great, man. Like everybody should see it because it, because when I was watching this film and the scene where. When when they first when they when they're first on stage in the blackface and you see the right. people uncomfortable in the audience, they don't know how to react. Right, right. That is exactly right. how the the audience is for Scottsboro Boys because it yeah. is a minstrel. It's a, it's a minstrel musical. Right. But yeah. just like Tommy Davidson, just like Savion Glover, the 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 charisma and power of these performers is coming through you want to acknowledge it but you feel weird right. you feel icky about it right but you but that just draws you so much more into it man that's that when i was watching this that's what i i wish people were watching i've not seen the Scottsboro yeah. boys but that that was actually my justification for people i think people should see this because i do you know again i think that tension 
between sort of the the historical dehumanization of black artists yeah and the sheer talent that shines through i yeah. mean i mean i hate to be a dude that sounds like he's pulling the wings off of a fly but that tension right. i think is something really special so that right. you know i think people i mean you know I'm I'm like you. I think Tommy Davidson and Savion Glover. I mean, Savion Glover hasn't been in much. Like, he, well, he was in this. He was a little kid in Tap. But uh, Tapped, yeah. But you know, this is Tommy Davidson's shining moment for me. So it I would say is, people man. should see it. It certainly is. Like, and Spike got the two right people to play Womack and, and, and Man Ray. Like I, the casting couldn't have been. I don't think the casting couldn't. Have, I, mean, I I couldn't even see anybody else doing it. Yeah, and it's Tommy Davidson, man. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's a dude who's just so underutilized to this day, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, um, you know, he's on the road all the time. But yeah, like this this is a shining moment for him, man. Yeah. And, uh, and also Thomas Jefferson Bird. Yeah, hey man. Yeah, <laughs> see it because yeah. niggas is beautiful things. Man, niggas is a beautiful. Thing. I said this dude right <laughs> know, here. Watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, don't get me start singing, boy. <laughs> and you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen with Thomas Bird? Like he's gonna catch one of them um, Giancarlo Esposito roles from Breaking Bad, and exactly. then he's gonna blow yeah. up, and people are gonna, it's an overnight success. Where's oh, you know how Ross Stephen Jones is happening right now, right? Right. Like b- b- between uh, Luke Cage and I think Soups and This Is Us. Yeah. You yeah. have one of them. Let me be the one to bring Tommy Davidson in, man. Amen. I was about to say, from what I understand, and this this from what you said, you have a rapport with uh, Ms. Oprah Winfrey, so, you know. <laughs> Apparently, you know people. <laughs> That's the that's homie now. That's all right. That's I, said, I said, Omar said, I have a rapport with Overwinter. I said, whoa. <laughs> he is in appropriately enough. You in hot cotton right now. I, I, I know what they call it. That's, that's, what, that's that, what my daddy called it. That's what my people used to call it. That's what my daddy called it. That's it. right. You, right you in hot cotton right now. That's right. He said, I have a rapport with Overwinter. Right. I said, yeah, Lord. Yeah. Mm, excuse us. I gotta get one shout out. Bro. I gotta get one shout out to my girl. I'm gonna go see her. I'm gonna go see her sing on Saturday. Y'all talk about it. That's my girl, Carmen Rogers, man. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. She, she mm-hmm. I, I got her. I got her on on my uh, on my uh, iTunes, man. Yeah, she's she, she a killer with it, man. Yeah, yeah she's beautiful. Yeah, she, that's good I'm stuff. Gonna, See, yeah, I'll see you on Saturday in Atlanta. So yeah, that's see now I got to put another Carmen Rogers track on the on this on the show. If you that's must, Stargate. If you must, <laughs> if I must. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. I do right. it all the time. <laughs> Yo, Omar, thank you so much, man. Yeah, for taking the time. yeah, real treat, man. This is really this. And is... I appreciate y'all, y'all, y'all reaching out to your boy, man. Hey, for sure. We 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 are fans. Yo, we are fans. Hey, I'm a fan of y'all too. Oh Please well, that. thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and you know I know you all international now you know you in Philly let us know oh for sure I definitely will yeah, I so. definitely will man I need to come up there um, shoot uh, yeah, I, I, yeah when I am I will, I will definitely give you guys a shout out Damn. so I'll be in studio we can talk about uh, another Spike Lee movie from the second from the second wave Okay. Everybody <laughs> with these Spike Lee movies. You know, there's other black films, I know, y'all. right? You know what? It, it just is, we're at this age. We're at this age that he is, he is to us what, like, I guess, 
Spielberg just to a lot of them other dudes who went to US, U, yeah. UCLA and USC. Right, like, right, he right. is the reason I'm an actor. It's one scene that wow. in particular is uh, it's uh, but it's school days, and this is the wildest thing that I'm, I'm gonna say. It's one scene in school days that made me want to be an actor. Okay, really? it's Sam Jackson. Say about mission men. You know, there's Morehouse all day. So it's just like and, and like, yo, that that scene, like I watched I used to watch that movie on the little you know, BCR tape so much. Dude. I, I want to be just like that. Dude. And that dude and Sam had one scene in that. Dude. Now, you talking to the Baddest dude in the world. You, you know talking to the school days, dude. Like we'll be sitting here for another. I do you like like when when the song comes on at the end. It said we've only just said goodbye. I get sad yes. at the very end. Yes. Also, I was upset that they left all that chicken. And then New York says it like he says you're gonna leave all this chicken. And I said the yes. same thing. Y'all just gonna leave all like because you know I was <laughs> I was in college at the time, and you know Word. you don't be leaving yeah, food man. so. Not especially because you're a college student. You already hey, know how that man. Is. But hey, Come on, man. Yeah, but no. So, Spike is that to me. Like, all the men who I, a lot of the men who I look up to, like, in this whole thing, uh, uh, Denzel, Fishburne, uh, of course, Sam Jackson. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what I want to be when I grow up. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, those are all the dudes, like, you know, he he gave all these black men a, a, a form and a way to become black movie stars. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, Denzel became a sex symbol because of uh, More Better Blue. We, you did? Yeah. Like, it's that. Like, he sets these people up. I know y'all want to say something about spiking him right for women, but I ain't going to even mess with that. But I'm saying he set up all these <laughs> black men and all, a lot of black stars, you know, like the people who we look up to, he set them up, man. Yeah. You no know, doubt. he gave people that form. They were doing the same thing. Hey man, you know that, true that. You preaching to the converted. I ain't gonna say who in here is the one that we can't talk about Spike Lee, but if you point at Lynn, I'll whistle. <laughs> Lynn, what is it? Is the way he write women? No, we just do a lot of them. We so we're trying Spike to, you Lee. know, I'm trying to mix it up. Trying oh, yeah, to mix it up. Because okay. I sit here and I uh, do them straight. If it was up to me, yeah, I just do them mm-hmm. straight. This would be the Spike mission. It'd be. The- <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let, let's all let's do media man. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, hey don't play. Don't play. Don't play, man. Because I'll do it. Nope. And I'll put it on the books. <laughs> I'll That's do right. It. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, we're going to let you go, man. Yeah, thank you so thank much, you man. so much. I right, really Marshall, appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. All right. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I um, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that very um, special edition of the Michelle Mission with Omar Dorsey from Queen Sugar. Um, it has been our privilege and our pleasure to bring this to you during this um, holiday season we hope that you are enjoying some precious time with your loved ones with your families Um, you are safe your belly is full your heart is feeling bountiful and uh, all that good stuff Um, let me send some love out to Lily Tribble Twana to my daughter Olivia and um, my son-in-law, Calvin, my little grandson, Avery, my family, uh, my friends, each and every one of you, you, you all know I ain't got nothing but love for you. You are the sunshine that's on my face. And then, of course, my lovely wife, Wendy, my daughter, Camille, and my son, Adam, family, friends, everyone who has supported us throughout this endeavor. We, we thank you. We appreciate you. Yes. And more things to come. 
Most certainly. Yes. Bigger and better in 2017. Absolutely. All right, so I'm Len, he's Vince, and in parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again. Oh